Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me, even though your baseball team did not give you anything to be glad about this weekend. Ole Miss swept by LSU at home, had chances in both game one and definitely, obviously, in game three, but it wasn't enough. And Ole Miss falls to three. And I had it up and I'm having a brain fart. It's fine. Three and 15 in conference play. So conservatively, they've got to finish 10 and 2 uh to have a shot at making the postseason. The, this this sweep by LSU feels like uh the death blow for Ole Miss's postseason chances. I'm not talking about Hoover, of course. I'm talking about making the tournament. You know, the schedule gets easier, I suppose, uh, and Hunter Elliott is back. We'll talk about that in a second, but it really feels like getting swept this weekend basically ended the Rebels' chances at uh, making the postseason. Tough uh, tough scene in Oxford this weekend, but we got to talk about it, so we're here to talk about it. Again, my name is Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, B-O-R. K-E-Y, and if you're listening in browser, we appreciate you, but pull out your phone, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. So we'll start with game one, because there's a point of contention with game one, and we'll just get right to it. Ole Miss was able to get something against Paul Skeens. You had... The uh, the huge home run from Furnace, which was a cool moment, uh, considering the family ties to LSU. You had that awesome moment. It hits the home run. You take a three to two lead going into the fifth, and Rivas had been good through four, but then this is how the fifth started. He got a fly out, then walked Dugas, Morgan singled. After that especially considering his pitch count. And I know I have the benefit of hindsight. I understand I have the benefit of hindsight. But after the single, Mike should have gone to the bullpen. And, you know, there's really, I mean, how many good options are there really uh, for him to go to? Uh, Look, the the bullpen is depleted. uh, But at the same time, when they finally did go to Braden Jones, he was really good. Only gave up one run on four and two-thirds. He was really good. That's a really good LSU lineup that he kept in check for the entirety of the rest of the game. But instead, Bianco uh, leaves Rivas in, uh, issues another walk to Cruz, and then Tommy Tanks hits a home run, uh, a grand slam. And LSU takes a 6-3 lead, and that, in effect, is your baseball game right uh, right then and there. Um, you know, micro-analyzing decisions uh, among an entire baseball series isn't something that I should do. And again, I have the benefit of hindsight, but it, it did feel like in that moment, watching that, he was in. Two batters too long, but especially one batter. Uh, too long when the bases were loaded, giving him another opportunity to pitch to a guy whose nickname is literally Tommy Tanks is um, 
a decision that isn't surprising to me or or to any anybody watching. I mean, I, mean, I, I kind of saw that coming, and and as did a lot of people, based on uh, one of my group messages. It, it in hindsight was a uh, a bad decision, and it came back to vital miss where they did. I, I mean, getting to Paul Skeens is a relative term. They scored three runs, which is good uh, against a guy. Uh, that good. Uh, truly, it is. I mean, he's special. And uh, Ole Miss was able to to get a lead on him, which doesn't happen very often. And it was squandered by uh, poor management of uh, of the pitchers. And, and so that cost him game one. But, y- you know, you don't, you don't hurt so much losing game one to a guy like Paul Skeens. But then they, they went ahead and lost on Saturday and Sunday as well. The, the loss on Saturday is a, a pretty ho-hum deal, but we did get uh, a look at Hunter Elliott. So we'll talk about that. But first, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you or your business are in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, check them out. ABSMS.com. They've got you covered. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, if it's tech, if it's in the office, and you or your business needs it, and you're located in the great state of Mississippi, absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. They uh, have local loan servicing and loan decision-making, so you don't have to get on the phone and talk to somebody out of state in order to get uh, to get a loan, apply for a loan, and uh, have that loan serviced. They also, of course, have online banking. Wherever you get internet access, it's a one-stop shop. So you don't need three different apps to to check your balance and also transfer funds and pay bills and set alerts. It happens all in one place. Again, Priority One Bank, 16 locations across Mississippi. Let them make you their priority. All right, game two, the story. Look, Ole Miss offensively was really bad. Floyd is is a good pitcher. Uh, Shut that Ole Miss lineup down. And it uh, it is what it is. Although Kemp Alderman, by the way, uh, just a random shout out to uh, to Kemp Alderman had another huge weekend. That dude's going to play in the bigs. I mean, he's just that that is so lost in an otherwise uh, terrible terrible season uh, for Ole Miss. Uh, you're watching uh, a special player. And uh, look, I, I'm not the historian as some other people, but look, I, I've been watching almost baseball for 13 years, and um, I, he is so special. And, and I hope, I know, uh, but I hope the fans are appreciating him the way they should, despite the team's record being as bad bad as it is. Uh, you are seeing one of the greatest power hitting seasons in the history of your school. Um, he is absolutely special. And I mean, hitting one over the batter's eye is just, I mean, mind blowing. They said, what did they say? It went 450. Isn't that what they said? Um, I can't believe there's not a five in front of that number. Just, uh, he's hitting rockets. He's doing it opposite way. He's doing it pole, but he's also really hard to strike out. Again, one of the greatest power hitting seasons in your school's history and he's doing it keeping his strikeout numbers low he's going to play in the bigs and he is uh special but the story on uh, saturday for game two was the return of hunter elliott and it it didn't go particularly well but that that's not exactly surprising right um i mean he as we learned after the injury happened he had to 
completely shut himself down. I mean, it wasn't allowed to do anything. He looked like a guy that uh, was rehabbing an elbow injury in which he was not able to do something and hasn't seen live action in a couple of months while going through rehab. Now, physically, it didn't look like he was uncomfortable. So so that's a positive thing. But, uh, you know, he gave he walked five, gave up five runs on, on just a couple of hits in, in one complete inning of work anyway, faced 10 batters. But, um, you know, that didn't go well. And that, that sets a team back badly in a series like this where you're down six to nothing after – uh, two winnings. They they fought back okay. It just wasn't enough. But um, that that's not surprising that he wasn't particularly effective in his first game back. He he is back, which is a good thing uh, for for a lot of reasons. You just you're glad the kid can continue to play baseball, and and he didn't have to get surgery. Uh, so that's a positive thing. But I didn't notice that he looked like physically poor. He looked more like a guy that just hadn't pitched in live action in a while. And if this was three weeks ago, it would feel different than it does now where it feels like the season's kind of uh, at a loss and it doesn't matter. But Hunter Elliott is back. Didn't look great, but I wouldn't be surprised if if he's better uh, in that role next week. Speaking of pitching, Jack Doherty did not pitch this weekend, uh, had some shoulder issues or discomfort, and uh, the hits just keep coming for Ole Miss. Um, that's just another uh, another pitcher going down with injury and, and one that gave his best performance just a week ago, and, and now Ole Miss is going to be without him uh, as well because, uh, of course, they are. That's just how this season uh, has gone. Uh, he's going to go through rehab. Mike Bianco, after the game, did not mention, you know, timetables or anything like that. But uh, yeah, so no Doherty. Ole Miss also lost game three. LSU hit a three-run home run, and and here's the thing about that. Uh, Mitch Morell is exactly the guy on this team, anyway, that I would want to be in that situation. I am not going to criticize uh, Mike Bianco for um, not going to somebody else, even though he put a couple of guys on base in the the top of the ninth. That is, I mean, that's the guy that I would want in that spot. And you know, he got a couple of outs, and then and then he walked and, and hit somebody, and then there's a pinch hit, three run home run. It, it sucks. It, it is a very bad thing to have happened, but. Morell's the the guy on this team that I would want in that situation, and he had them down to their final strike, and LSU just made a play, and that's kind of the story of the season, isn't it? Where LSU or Ole Miss's opponent just made the right play at the right time, where where Ole Miss did not. This season, Ole Miss has been um, making a mistake on the base path, or making it making an error in the field, or putting together bad at bats in a row, or or walking too many people, or whatever what happened in this game is a perfect encapsulation uh, of the season. LSU just made the plays. Ole Miss simply uh, did not. But in terms of personnel or usage, I I wouldn't have wanted anybody else um, on the field uh, in that moment. Uh, I I really wouldn't have. It just just didn't work that time. But the microscope that is placed on this team at the moment because of the record and, and how they've played makes that moment hurt a heck of a lot more 
than it would have otherwise. Sometimes you just have to tip your cap to your opponent, but you can't really be tipping many caps when you're three and fifteen in uh, in conference play. So that that's your weekend again. Ole Miss is is desperate at this point. Uh, I feel like they kind of have to win the Governor's Cup on, on Tuesday. And God bless you if you go to the Governor's Cup on Tuesday. Uh, Mississippi State's in a bad way themselves. They just lost a series to Auburn. It feels like their season is is basically almost over, considering uh, who was left on their schedule. Um, I I know you, the Ole Miss fan, will never feel bad for Mississippi State, but they are in Knoxville at home against Arkansas and in Baton Rouge. That is their next three weeks. So yikes. Um, I don't. I can't imagine the attendance on Tuesday is going to be per, uh, particularly, uh, particularly good. But either way, it feels like. I mean, if if they're going to do something, they have to go ten and two down the stretch, including a win against Mississippi State. I, I mean, I think it, that that's where things are right now. The schedule sets up to where they can pile up wins, but probably not enough. And wholesale changes have to be made. Uh, I mean, the roster is going to get turned over significantly. Alderman's gone. Gonzalez is gone. At damn, damn near entire lineup is gone. Um, Mike is going to have to aggressively uh, attack the transfer portal. And I've gotten a couple of questions about this. No, he's not getting fired. I don't think Mike Clement's getting fired. I, I don't think anybody's getting fired. This is a coaching staff that did just win a national championship. Somebody did remind me that this team was, I mean, they snuck into the tournament last year and in the context of last season gets lost because they won a championship. But my response is that they won a championship. You can't take that from them either. But either way, I don't think anybody's getting fired, but uh, the roster is getting turned over because of the draft and also players being out of eligibility. And Mike Bianco now has to aggressively attack the transfer portal. Has to, that, that's where we are. I don't think talking about the season anymore is worth my or your time. So how do they recover from this? Uh, they portal. And they portal aggressive. And they portal hard. And they tamper. And, and they do whatever it takes to, to build a competitive roster next season. Because, yes, they just won a championship. But... Um, Ole Miss is way too invested. I know I know the SEC is really difficult league. I get it. I know they've had injuries. I get it. But th- this is unacceptable. It's totally unacceptable to be as bad as they are right now. And barring them um, mixing in a couple of sweeps down the stretch, doesn't look like they're going to make the postseason. And so that gives them a head start on tampering like hell and getting as many good players in the program as you can possibly get because Ole Miss is too invested in baseball to be as bad as they are this season. So there's some thoughts. Uh, Oxford apparently has been a zoo this weekend, by the way. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I have I've heard the horror stories. I've seen the horror stories. As I record this, I just got sent a picture of the concourse area of night two at the Morgan Wallen show, and it looks like absolute hell. I would be in hell. Uh, in the concourse looking the way this is. But the images of the stadium filled with people for a concert, was it, it's pretty incredible. And, you know, there's not that many acts that could fill uh, two nights of a football stadium in Oxford. But I do think now after seeing it, and again, I know that the, the locals are upset about 
traffic and stuff, and, and I get it. But the the numbers that I have heard that the athletic department are going to make on this deal is uh, shocking in a good way. There's a, there's a lot of money here and a lot of headache and, and a lot of painstaking stuff. But on-campus concerts need to be more prevalent at, at Ole Miss. Uh, I was a student there. One of my favorite memories was uh, a Grove Stage concert. Uh, Dirks Bentley also saw Grace Potter and Nelly. <laughs> um, but you've got the pavilion there for for these mega acts. You've got a, the, the football stadium there, and, and clearly it, it can be done. And, and I'm sure they've learned a lot this weekend on, on how they can do this better. But if if I were up there, I would I would hire somebody or, or develop the right partnerships to make concerts on campus a bigger deal on the Grove stage in the pavilion. And if you can get an act like Morgan Wallen, you know, just off the top of my head, because Morgan Wallen is not really my thing. I, I don't really like the bro country stuff. I, I'm not hating on anybody that does. You like the music that you like and enjoy your life, man. Uh, I'm all good. Um, but like something that would get me really excited for a big stadium like that, something like the Foo Fighters. And I know they just had a death in the band, but, like an act like that, you've got the football stadium. You know you can do it. Uh, I know Oxford's kind of a, a remote place, but clearly you can draw crowds. The pavilion is there. They've had a concert in the pavilion. It went how it. Well, I don't remember how it went, but they they had it. Maybe it was a logistical nightmare. I don't know. But there's money to be made there for the athletic department. They should do that. That that, that this should be a more common place uh, in in Oxford. I know they got double decker. By the way, uh, go see Marcus King. He's unbelievable. Uh, so is Blackberry Smoke, who, who's ahead of Marcus King. Uh, they're just outstanding. Uh, good Southern uh, Blackberry Smoke. Somebody asked me to compare them to somebody. Uh, this is probably a bad comparison, but like they're like Leonard Skinner in a way. And I would compare Marcus King to like a bluesy, like like Almond Brothers. I don't know. Those are probably bad examples. They're incredible. Point is, they're incredible. So I know concerts happen in town, but you've got the venues. The pictures from Morgan Wallen are incredible, and the money is there. They should do that more. They should do that more, a lot more, uh, because it looks awesome. And I don't even like the music, but the images look incredible of that stadium filled with people for a concert. So some free advice that nobody asked for. Thank you for tuning in. We'll we'll talk more football, I think, uh, moving forward. For the rest of the year, basketball recruiting. There was a big recruiting visit this weekend. At least I think there was. If anything comes from that, we'll talk about that and more. Sorry uh, about your weekend, but um, hopefully if you went to the concert, you enjoyed yourself. And I'll talk to you guys again uh, here on Monday night, probably. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.